the Popcast Cafe podcast. I'm Kavya and I'm your host and I'm very excited to have you all back here for my official second episode. So as you all can probably tell by the title of this video, I'm going to be talking about season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Very exciting. <laughs> I've been anticipating making this episode for a bit because obviously this has been airing for the past couple of months. We've been watching 12 episodes so it's been 12 weeks so that's been more than a couple months but I'm going to be discussing all of that and I'm pretty excited because I do have quite a lot of opinions on this season so I don't want to keep this intro too long but I just wanted to let you all know if you guys are here you guys should definitely follow the podcast and turn on notifications because I will be posting weekly and that just helps you get notified obviously notifications you're getting notified about when I'm posting so that would be great. That would mean the world to me if you guys would do that. And then, of course, I'm going to preface this episode as well as I will every episode that has to do with a TV show, a movie, books, any of those kinds of um, things that this will contain spoilers. I will be talking about season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series in depth. Um, it's going to contain spoilers on season two and the show as a whole because I will be talking about the characters, the relationships, the plot, uh, the music, and my thoughts on this season as a whole. So putting that out there. So now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let's get into it. So I think that I speak for most people when I say that season two was a huge, huge, huge step down from the first season. Um, I will happily and proudly say that I was a pretty big fan of the first season. I genuinely loved it. I think that when Disney Plus um, first launched, the first episode, I think, was out pretty much day of, and we literally, my sister and I, wanted to get Disney+, Plus, obviously for a variety of different reasons, for a bunch of stuff that we wanted to watch, and we wanted to watch all of our old favorite shows, but one of, a, a huge re reason we wanted to get it was for this show alone, so we were pretty excited. Uh, the second we got it, we were watching, and we were watching weekly, we were super into it, I loved the music, um, it was... I was always listening to it, obsessed with the soundtrack, liked, I really liked the characters, and obviously, um, I was, I was really into it, like, I feel like most people were, but this season, I feel like, was definitely a step down for several reasons, and I'm going to be discussing all of my thoughts on why I think it was a step down from last season, but I guess we'll start by where my script says I'm going to go character by character, Definitely, I'm not going to be going into these characters as much as I did the Outer Banks characters because this is going to be a little bit different. In my Outer Banks episode, I think that I definitely spent majority of the time talking about each character individually, but here I definitely have more to say about the relationships and the plot and the music and my overall thoughts about the season than I do as each of these characters individually standing so I'm going to be going through this part pretty quick and then we're going to get into the fun stuff because I have a lot more to say and a lot more opinions on the other things so let's get into it so first up we have Ricky Bowen uh so Ricky um I liked Ricky a lot last season he was one of my favorite characters for sure uh and he probably still is a character that I do like quite a bit um, in the first season, he was definitely my top three. This season, he wasn't, but that doesn't mean that I didn't like him by any means. I do still like him. I thought that his arc this season was pretty interesting and in how they dealt with the pain that Ricky was going through. Obviously, there's only so much they could have done in this kind of setting, on this kind of show, but I feel like, at least at the beginning of the season, I felt like this was a little bit more mature of a season and when I say that I just mean like I feel like they were trying to come across as more of a teen drama the lighting was a little bit darker uh, the characters acted a little bit different so delving into Ricky's story was definitely very interesting and I really enjoyed it um so that's pretty much all I have to say about Ricky because I do feel like more than half the season was focused on everything that was going on with Ricky and his parents and everything like that and I did enjoy watching it so moving on, we have Nini. So Nini's arc. Um, 
I think that we all saw the last bit of what was going on with Nini's character. I think we all saw that coming. She obviously, in correlation to everything that is going on in Olivia's life, it wouldn't make much sense for Olivia to continue being on the show. I'll kind of discuss more about Olivia specifically a little bit later in the episode, but uh, kind of seeing her arc, I mean, I guess from a just from a plot standpoint, this is something that you could see happening for Nini's character further down the line around the time when the show would end. So this is definitely early. Um, we all know why it's happening, but it's definitely early just from a plot standpoint for her for all this to happen. But of course, I'm pretty happy for her. She's definitely found herself a lot more this season. And especially in the last two episodes, we saw her be a huge support for all the other characters. She was just being so sweet and so nice and just helping everyone. And even when she was giving everybody cards and she was listening to Gina in the finale episode, those were all very sweet scenes. Uh, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes from this season as a whole was the scene between Gina and Nini in the finale when Gina's crying about her risotto date with EJ and Nini talks to her and um, just tries to comfort her and I really really appreciated her character in that moment and appreciated the dynamic that existed between them and how far they'd come so that was something I did really enjoy and um, I'm interested to see how they're going to go about everything with Nini. Um, I don't really know if she's going to be in the next season or not. If she is, then that's great, and things will probably play out a little bit differently, since even the first season, actually, also the cliffhanger was also about, is Nini gonna go? Is Nini gonna stay? And speaking of that, um, I wish we did get to see a little bit more of Yak, I'm pretty sure it was called. It was Yak, right? Yeah. Um, I wish we got to see a little bit more of Yak, but obviously we didn't, so... I guess that's that. Um, it would have been interesting because I feel like her role in the first few episodes was very minor, especially considering what a big deal it was made out to be in the first season, her getting this opportunity and everything. So I wish we got to see more of it, but we didn't. That's okay. We obviously all knew that she was going to come back to East High, which she did. So moving on, we have Gina. Everybody knows this. I've made it super public. Gina is my by far my favorite character from this entire series. She's a queen. I love her. I think she's the best character. I think she carried the entire season and I definitely would not be watching this show if Gina wasn't here. So we'll just put it as simply as that. Um, I love her so much. I think that everything with her character is always the most intriguing. I feel like I'm always the most invested in anything going on in Gina's life. I always care the most about her plots, what's going on with her, but I feel like that's pretty expected. If someone's your favorite character, you're obviously going to care the most about what's going on with them, what's going on there. So obviously, I was really interested in that. Um, I also really did like that I feel like she was more important this season in terms of herself aside from Nini's because I do feel like in the first season um, a lot of her character was kind of there to be opposite of Nini um, you know her liking Ricky was more just again a plot device for Ricky and Nini's story and everything like that but again with her like I said with Nini as well I feel like she came more into kind of her own which she was in season one as well she definitely like always knew who she was but I feel like just as a character and with her plots we definitely got to see more of her we got to see her kind of being a desirable character which obviously I really enjoyed because like I said she's my favorite so with all those things it was great to see um again I'm still waiting for Gina to get the lead in the um any kind of musical they do at East High Obviously, I'm okay with the fact that it wasn't her this time around since she still is a sophomore. I saw a lot of people really annoyed that she didn't get Belle. And of course, I would have loved to see her as Belle, but Gina isn't going anywhere anytime soon. If this show does get more and more seasons, she's definitely here to stay for at least quite like quite a bit more time. Uh, she still has two more full years, and that's a time to do a couple musicals each year. So if the show does continue there's plenty of opportunities for her to get the lead which I definitely want to see so now let's discuss EJ so EJ is my other favorite character uh, I know a lot of people 
at least within my friends on Twitter, didn't really like EJ as much this season just because of everything going on with Gina and EJ, but I was able to definitely separate that completely. Um, I was definitely able to separate EJ away from the ship. Uh, He was always one of my favorite characters. He was always very entertaining in season one, and he was very entertaining this season. I thought he was the absolute sweetest the entire season. He was a great character, just like how I said with Nini as well, actually. Very supportive towards other people. I felt like he was very sweet with Gina, obviously, as we saw. I thought he was great. And his whole character development arc was really nice to see. Obviously, that was something we all saw coming, and it was kind of alluded to that they would expand on it more um, by the end of the first season. That being said, I wish we spent some more time on it because I don't, I can't pinpoint exactly where it is because, quick tangent, um, watching these episodes one by one weekly, I don't 100% remember, like, detail by detail, those first few episodes like I do with these more later ones, but, so I'm gonna get a little bit confused, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in the beginning he wasn't as present during some of the episodes, so I feel like in order for his arc to have been more effective, he should have been there just more. I feel like they should have flushed it out a little bit more. Regardless, I'm still obviously happy that he got it. I thought it was pretty good, and I did enjoy seeing him kind of turn himself around and then try to work to get into Duke and everything, and it was great. So I really wasn't sure um, if EJ would be in the next season or not, because I didn't know if they would jump straight forward to the fall, but I guess he will be, especially because they did say they left that cliffhanger off before the Gina EJ kiss to completely be a cliffhanger, so I imagine that that storyline will have to still be resolved. And also the fact that at the very, very end of the finale, um, Natalie Bagley, who's their stage manager, I'm pretty sure, um, was like, this summer is about to get whatever, whatever. Her usual lines, we all know. But I think that, so I believe season three will be about summer. So I do expect to see EJ there, which is good because I did not want this to be the last of him for sure. Because like I said, I really do enjoy his character and I want to see how all these things get resolved. So next we have Ashlyn. So Ashlyn, um, she's, she's okay. I was happy to see her get the part of Belle. I thought it was pretty deserved and I wish, oh my biggest complaint, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we didn't get to see her wear the big yellow dress. That's all I wanted. When she got the part of Belle, I was very excited for her, but I just wanted to see her in the big yellow dress, and we were completely robbed of it, as we were many things, by the way, with that performance, which I'll get into, but I just wanted to see her in the dress, and I just wanted to see her do that, but she still absolutely killed it. I wish we got to see her perform more songs because uh, she has an incredible voice, but you know, we really didn't, but I guess that's okay, um, I did want to see more of it, but it was pretty good, um, oh, and wow, I was just kind of realizing this, this girl loves drama, too, uh, I don't know how many people saw this, but in the episode, I think it was episode 10, I want to say, when, uh, Gina and Nini, and they're all having this girls day whatever I think they're doing this boys versus girls thing and while the girls are hanging out the topic of the chocolates come up and obviously we all know what the chocolates were from the first few episodes when Gina thought that Ricky sent her chocolates and you know this whole thing comes up and then Nini and Gina have this kind of awkward tension between them obviously because it's confusing on both ends and if you look at Ashlyn she's just looking back and forth and she's just smiling And I just sat back and I was like, oh my gosh, this girl loves the drama. I think more than anything, it was funny. It really wasn't that big of a deal because again, at the end of the day, this is still a kid's show. So it wasn't that deep or anything. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, But she loves drama and I think that kind of shows and that was kind of funny. So next we have Big Red. Uh, I always liked Big Red. I feel like he was one of the characters that didn't really do a lot this season. Um, He was in the show, which was cool. He obviously wasn't in the show last season he worked uh lights and pretty yeah he did lights and stuff so it was interesting to watch him actually be in the show and stuff and I was like good for him 
um he's cool he's nice but again we didn't really get to see as much of him this season i mean he was there most episodes um but not really to have his own major plots just to kind of bounce off the other characters but then again aside from ricky nini gina ej and maybe miss jen i feel like all the other characters are very much supporting characters uh, and what I mean by that is they don't really get delved into much. If you look at other shows, obviously there's several supporting characters within the so-called main credited main cast, but I feel like they're always have a little bit more depth to them versus here. Um, I kind of just have to, in my head, give them more depth than they actually have because a lot of the characters just don't get as much of the screen time directed towards their own plots which of course the, some of the other characters do get so I don't really have as much to say about Big Red um I would like to see him get more plots which I'm sure will happen at some point but we'll see so then we have Carlos so Carlos was the co-choreographer with Gina for this production of Beauty and the Beast and then after that it's like I don't even know what happened with Carlos like he was there and there was some drama between him and Seb and then that's pretty much it again a character that didn't get delved into much so then we have Courtney so I guess the thing I'm happiest with I want to complain actually again and say Courtney didn't get um, screen time or anything like that this season and I'm going to I'm definitely still have that complaint she's not very delved into which I definitely want to see more of because Courtney is also one of my favorites but I am very happy because this was a huge step up from last season last season Courtney was nothing more than just Nini's friend um, who could also who happened to also be able to sing and she also did their costumes and everything so I was like I wanted to see more of her, and we definitely did this season. I was so happy to see her actually get a love interest, and obviously she got a job at the pizza parlor, Slices, I'm pretty sure it's called. She got a job there, so it was super great to see that dynamic and her dynamic with Howie. So it was great to see her actually have those other things aside from Nini. It was great to see her be interacting with characters besides Nini, because even in the first season, uh, she did costuming and everything, and I'm pretty sure she ended up playing Taylor in the first half, of, or like in Act 1, uh, in their opening night of High School Musical, but watching Courtney actually be able to get just a bigger part in the story and not really having all her scenes just be with Nini was something that I really enjoyed. We got to see her interact with other characters, and it felt like she was more included within their theater friend group, which I really liked. And obviously she played Miss Potts, which I also really liked because I think, again, Courtney also has one of, or yeah, basically I think that she has one of the best voices as well on the show. So I'm glad that they did that. Um, obviously she did one cover at the very beginning, I'm sure. But again, like I've been saying, I wish we got to see her actually perform a little bit more when they were actually putting on the production, which we didn't get to see. Kind of disappointing. But I guess that's just what happens. So then we have Seb. So Seb at this point, to me, I do really like Seb. But Seb at this point still just feels like a character that's just kind of attached to Carlos. I feel like that makes sense because Seb uh, is or wasn't a main character, accredited main character last season. And this season he was bumped up. So I feel like they weren't really 100% sure what to do with Seb. So if Carlos already doesn't really get his own plots, and then Seb was kind of just, you know, a character introduced, I feel like, more for Carlos, then obviously I feel like they just weren't going to expand much on him either, which makes me upset because I do really like Seb. Um, and this season, Seb just got more of the one-liners, and he was kind of just dumbed down a little bit. And honestly, I don't remember his personality being much like that in the first season. I don't remember him really behaving like that, which he did this season. So I don't know if they just wanted to make him more of a comedic relief, which is definitely what it felt like. Uh, and it felt like him and Carlos's relationship was more just supposed to be funny. But I don't really know. I... Did, I do wish that we got to see more of Seb, so hopefully next season they'll do more with him, because I do really like his character, 
and would like to see more of that. And also, he definitely also has one of the best male voices, in my opinion. His cover of The Climb, I had chills. It was so good. So definitely want to see more of him singing because he's really talented. So then we have Miss Jen. Miss Jen was all over the place this season. Uh, at the, I don't even, I can't even recall half the beginning half of the season, any of Miss Jen's plots. So she was all over the place. Um, so there was everything with Zach and her history there, and then kind of this back and forth with Mike, who's Ricky's dad, and then a little bit of hinting with Mr. Mazzara. So I don't even know what was going on there. And then of course, um, obviously, so she decided to do uh, Beauty and the Beast because she wanted to compete with Zachy Roy, which is, I guess, her arch nemesis, old flame from high school, I think it was, whatever it is. She wanted to compete with him in the Menkies, and you have to do an Alan Menken production. And Alan Menken, obviously, if you don't already know, basically did a lot of these, like, Disney-related movies, so he did. He composed for The Little Mermaid, uh, Beauty and the Beast, um, the Lion King, and those are just some of the ones that come off the top of my head, but honestly, he's done pretty much all the movies from that era. You can look it up, and you'll see, like, it's pretty impressive, but you have to do an Alan Menken show to compete, so she decides to do Beauty and the Beast, um, and then at the end, you can just kind of see that she's all over the place as well. The scene where she yells at Ricky to jump off of something high, my sister and I, like, both of our mouths visibly dropped because we definitely weren't expecting that. And it was like, oh, wow. So definitely all over the place. I don't have as many comments about Miss Jen. I do have some opinions on where I lie with her relationships, but I'll get to that when I discuss the relationships. So then we have Mr. Mazzara. Um, I only included him here because he is a credited uh, main character, but I don't really have that much to say about him, which is really disappointing because I wish I had more to say about him. Um, in season one, he was just, I guess, kind of supposed to be opposite Miss Jen, kind of not really a fan of the theater department, more into his robotics, I'm pretty sure is what he does, but robotics team. Um, but this season, we didn't really see much of him at all, which was disappointing. I was hoping we would see more of him. I was hoping he would help out a little bit more with the theater stuff because of how he kind of came through at the end of the first season. Uh, that didn't really happen, so don't really have much to say about him. Hopefully I have more to say about him in season three because I want to talk about him and Miss Chen. Okay, so the final character I have listed here to talk about as an individual is Lily. So Lily was one of our new additions this season. Do I think she was a good addition? Neutral. So from a plot perspective, I understand why she was added. Gina is no longer the quote-unquote mean girl or kind of the one that's supposed to be opposite the rest of them. Or I guess in season one it was... Nini versus Gina directly, but we needed another character like that. So Lily was new at East High, and she had this, I mean, she does have a very amazing voice, by the way. I will say she's very talented. Um, So I do understand why she was added. I did find her a little bit annoying at certain points, but at the same time, I do get why she's there, and she's definitely going to be hanging around next season, so if there's a next season, but I'm, I think I'm prepared to deal with it. If she's there, you know, it's fine. Um, I hope she sings some stuff because like I said, she's very talented. She has an amazing voice. I do wonder if they're going to keep her as a North High student since apparently, this is a complaint for later, but we no longer care about the Menkees. So does it still matter that she goes to North High? Is she going to come back to East High, especially if her and Ricky form some kind of relationship? I don't really know. I don't even see the direction they might want to go in with that. All I know is Ricky and Lily will definitely have a fling at least for a little while. Um, so yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, 
if Lily's goal this season was to have been the new girl, the, not the new girl, the mean girl, I don't know if I would 100% say that was accomplished because, yes, she comes in at um, the beginning of season two. She's a bit of a bitch. Um, she's not, you know, the nicest. She's making fun of these kids as they're auditioning. She's trying to show them up. You know, classic mean girl and as Gina was kind of alluding to you know trying to be or she knows what that's like but then the entire middle part of the season I don't remember her being there at all like I remember after that bit we see her a little bit whenever North High was releasing those promos like oh we're gonna also do Beauty and the Beast she was like on the cover and she had a little line there and then we don't see her till that dance-off which by the way wasn't even really a dance-off because no one was dancing that much but whatever different topic um so we don't see her as much so I feel like if they wanted to delve into her more as a mean girl I feel like more time should have been given to that which definitely wasn't so that was a little bit disappointing if Lily is the mean girl which is one of my favorite character tropes then I want to dive into that more and I feel like in order for me to like Lily as a character I need to see depth there because I don't really care for characters who are just mean for the sake of being mean like yeah sometimes a little bit when they're a bit of a minor character but if they want Lily to be to have more of a predominant role and want me to actually root for them, I need some more depth there, which currently isn't there. So no, I don't hate her by any means. I just need to see more of her to solidify how I actually feel about her because right now I just don't know. So now let's get into the more exciting things and that is the relationships. So for all of my Twitter friends, um, they will all be very happy to hear this. But I went into this season a Ricky and Nini shipper and came out a Ricky and Gina shipper. So everybody cheer over there. Um, my other friends, I don't really know how they're going to feel about that, but I think that that's something, I mean, it just happened. So I think one of the biggest flaws was how all of this was done. So Ricky and Nini were clear endgame in season one and I think that even though they were together by the end of season one they were still going to be the long-term season one or not season one the long-term show endgame period I don't think there was any doubt about that I cannot have imagined either one of them to have ended up with other people but considering the circumstances of everything that was going on in real life not just with the drama but also just because of obviously Olivia's extreme success and if she would want to be on the show some more or not. So I feel like things had to get twisted around a bit. Um, with Ricky and Gina, I always thought that if Ricky and Gina were to get together at any point throughout the show, that it would be nothing but a plot device in order to get um, Ricky and Nini together. And I always said that, I always thought that because Ricky definitely had his full attention set on Nini and getting back together with Nini, that was the entire plot of the first season, was how they were going to get back together. So I didn't really see me shipping Ricky and Gina, but throughout the course of the season, I definitely started to. Uh, I found their relationship or the potential of what their relationship could be to be pretty compelling the scene where Gina was crying or actually this was technically a flashback but when Gina was crying and she tells Ricky that she wouldn't give up on them if she wasn't leaving my heart actually melted and I was like oh wow and I'm pretty sure that's the scene I could probably probably say actually won me over aside from the few things here and there like in the first episode at that Christmas party I think it was the stolen glances back and forth like if you know you know like I love that that's my favorite thing ever I always love those stolen glances and you know those kinds of things so I definitely appreciated that so that was something that was a little bit intriguing but at that point I was still like no no no. I think I like Ricky and Nini but just kind of knowing where everything is going to be headed I just want to be on the winning side for once and I don't really have any expectations for Ricky and Nini anymore and I think that I would be pretty satisfied with Ricky and Gina being together. That being said, let's discuss Gina and EJ. 
So it's funny how things have turned because I thought Rena would always be a plot device for Rini, which I think that if none of, you know, anything with Olivia's success or anything like that happened, I do still stand in the fact that I do think that Ricky and Nini would have been long-term endgame and if Ricky and Gina got together, it would have been a plot device. But considering all those things, I think now Gina and EJ are the plot device and if they get together, it's all still just going to be set up for Ricky and Gina's relationship. How do I feel like that? Or how do I feel about that? I feel pretty mixed on it. So like I said, EJ is one of my favorites. Gina is one of my favorites. So in theory, they're actually my two favorite characters. So my two favorite characters being together, you would think that's great. And I'm honestly not as opposed to the idea as everybody else is. Um, I'm really, really not opposed to it at all. However, I do see that it's going to be used as a plot device. Like, I, like I've made clear now, I am definitely team Ricky and Gina, so putting it out of there again, I am team Ricky and Gina, but, you know, I'm not anti-Gina and EJ by any means or anything like that. I don't think they're a terrible ship because, once again, this is literally a kid's show. I don't think there are any terrible ships. Like, it's just really a matter of which one you prefer and at this point yes I do like Ricky and Gina so I do expect them to be the ones that are delved into more and I'm definitely here for it I just don't want EJ to get hurt in the process of it which I'm sure is definitely going to happen just like how Gina was hurt in the process of everything between Ricky and Nini and now that's going to happen so in terms of how they're going to actually go about putting Ricky and Gina together. I really wish I could predict or have some kind of opinion on how they're going to do it, but I really, really don't know like how they're going to go about putting them together. So a comparison that I've seen a lot on Twitter especially is comparing the Ricky, Nini, Gina situation to this, for to the Dawson's Creek love triangle. In terms of that, I don't really know how I feel about that um, and how they'll set it up. If you think about it, I mean, I don't really think Ricky and Gina got that many moments together this season. So on that front, it's also a disappointment because I definitely wanted to see more of that. But if the Dawson's Creek blueprint really is being followed... Joey and Pacey also had a dead season too, so I mean, maybe we can expect a lot more content between Ricky and Gina in season three and for that to be their official build-up season, but I would have liked to see a little bit more of it because at the beginning we could see Gina still is completely into Ricky and it's obvious, and by the end, like, it really honestly genuinely feels like she is into EJ now and it's just like, that's that. And at least if she was moving on to um, EJ, it would have been nice to see the cards being flipped now and Ricky kind of feeling a certain way about it. But even at that length, we barely got any of that. It seemed like, you know, this Lily thing is going to be taking off now, which definitely a no from me. So I'm going to get into that Ricky and Lily thing in a second. But that's just kind of how I feel about this little love square situation. Everybody is dated in this square. Um, so I don't know. I do think that we're probably going to have to see Gina and EJ for a bit. And then maybe now Ricky and Gina will be the long-term endgame, which I'm definitely here for. Um, I Like I said, I don't really hate Gina and EJ. So I think I'll be okay seeing them together for a while. And then I would also, of course, love to see Ricky and Gina together because now I can officially say that I do really like the idea of that. And I definitely ship them. So now let's discuss Ashlyn and Big Red. Uh, I've kind of seen pretty split opinions on this. People liking them, people not liking them. For me, I'm again pretty neutral on Ashlyn and Big Red. Um, I think they're cute, but that's pretty much it. I don't you know, think anything else of their relationship. I think it's cute. I think it's nice. I think that Big Red is very sweet to Ashlyn. Obviously, we've kind of seen that. And a lot of people are just kind of annoyed at the fact that they're cheesy. But it, I just don't think it's that deep. <laughs> I mean, he's always been like that. Even in season one, he was telling her about how she was like 
brighter than the spotlight or whatever it is so I think I expected them to be very cheesy but they're cute that's really all I have to say about them though so let's talk about Courtney and Howie so like I mentioned when I was talking about Courtney I was beyond 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 thrilled that she got a love interest this season it made for one it made Courtney a lot more relevant in the show itself so obviously I was here for that and I absolutely loved it And then Howie um, was a pretty interesting love interest at the beginning. Again, I wish we delved more into it, which we didn't. But it seemed like, you know, they kind of had this banter relationship going. So you could kind of see it a mile away that this was going to develop into something. The scene where we find out that Howie is actually a North High student, I mean, (laughs) Disney Plus actually spoils it. Because if you didn't watch on Disney Plus, then you wouldn't know this. But if you did you would see that um, during the scene when they're at the school, they put in the subtitles Howie, as in Howie is speaking. So pretty much before it's revealed that that's him under the mask, we find out (laughs) that it was him. So, you know, it was done right then and there. My only really big complaint with how that situation resolved is I feel like it was too easy. I feel like it fizzled out so fast. I feel like the reveal should have been bigger and so should have so should the aftermath, but it wasn't really the case. I never really know with my these kinds of complaints about the show if I'm looking too much into it because it is a kids show, but I do still feel like if you're going to make this into a big thing and that's how you're setting it up then there should be bigger consequences to the situation but it just felt like they didn't want it felt like the writers didn't care enough about Courtney and Howie's relationship or anything to really make this into a bigger thing so they were just kind of like okay how you do this blah 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 which I guess is fine um but more than anything, I was just happy to see Courtney have a love interest this season and have more of a role. So let's talk about Carlos and Seb. Don't have much to say here because I did kind of touch on this a little bit, how I just feel like they're kind of uh, attached and then that's really all we see of them, which is disappointing. I think they are cute though. Um, They don't have this, obviously, or the actors are actually together in real life, which I only really found out recently. I didn't actually know that. And I'm wondering how long this has been public because I found out and I was like, how did I not already know this? But, you know, there's something, just in case you didn't know. But Carlos and Seb, um, they're cute. They obviously don't have this, like, crazy big plot or anything like that. But they are cute for the bits that we see them. They kind of usually just have this, you know, these funny quips and stuff. And that's really all we see. They did have a fight, the spring break fight, about Carlos and wherever he went on this trip. I can't even remember at this point. But, uh... I feel like that fight was a bit dragged on. Uh, I thought that it wasn't, you know, it was just kind of dragged on a bit. And again, kind of piggybacking after what I said about Courtney and Howie, I feel like it might just be because they didn't really care as much about this relationship between Carlos and Seb to resolve it. For them, it's a, we need to resolve this earlier. But because there was just so much time in these episodes where this could have been discussed and could have been resolved earlier, but they just didn't want to touch on it until way later. So definitely felt like that was dragged on a bit too long, but that's fine, I guess. So let's talk about the Miss Jen situation. So Miss Jen, I guess, had three options of men this season, I guess you could say. So we have Mr. Mazzara, who's the robotics teacher, kind of like her quote-unquote enemy from season one then we have Mike who's Ricky's dad and then we have Zach who is old flame so Zach kind of doesn't really become much of an option towards the later episodes like it's he's pretty much out of the picture at that point ever since we find out that he's just as petty as his students (laughs) we kind of erase him from the picture although it was pretty cool to see Derek Huff on this show so that was pretty cool but Um, He kind of fizzles out a bit after that, which is something that I also felt like was kind of unresolved. But regardless, I'm between the actual proper love triangle of Miss Jen, Mr. Mr. Mazzara, and Mike, I am definitely, definitely, definitely wanting to see more of her and Mr. Mazzara. 
So originally in season one, I actually wasn't sure if I wanted to see her with Mr. Mazzara or Mike. I thought both would be really cool. From the Mr. Mazzara standpoint, we obviously, that's the relationship that we actually see building from this actual school standpoint from day one. So from that aspect, I was definitely here for that. From the Mike aspect, I thought it would be a really interesting dynamic to see Miss Jen and Ricky have to grow their relationship in another way, which I thought would be very interesting if Miss Jen was dating Ricky's dad. But then again, that is a plot that I feel like is done a lot, so I wasn't really going to be losing out big time if they didn't do much on it. So I'm definitely team Mr. Mazzara after this season. After seeing both sides of this a little bit more in season two, definitely team Mr. Mazzara. Um, they're the relationship that I feel like is way, way, way more developed, so I'm way more on the train of getting to see that. I feel like that would be so much more interesting. Definitely the side that I'm on. If they're going with this whole slow burn thing and she ends up, I'm, I really think that she's probably going to go with Mike for a bit. Fine with me because I'm totally here for this slow burn. They're definitely someone two people that I'm definitely rooting for so I would love to see them together to go with this little enemies to lovers type of thing so yeah that's definitely where I stand with that so the last relationship I want to discuss is one that was really only established in the last two episodes or so and that is of course Ricky and Lily so Lily like I said needs to be delved into more as a character so that aside of really my opinion so my opinions of Lily aside how do I feel about Ricky and Lily not here for it at all. I think that Ricky having this drama with Nini and Gina is enough. Like, I feel like that's enough. Do we really need someone else thrown in the mix? Like, if Lily is supposed to be the equivalent of what EJ is to Gina right now, like, just kind of these other plot devices for Ricky and Gina to get together, like, I don't know, maybe that could be okay, but I don't know if I really want to see that at all. We've seen from a Rena stan perspective we've seen gina pine after ricky for a bit now like we've seen her kind of develop these feelings and now that she's the one in the relationship if ricky if they do want to do this ricky and gina thing i want it to be ricky's turn to pine after her for a bit like i want gina to be desirable like i that's what i want i want him to go after her i don't want him to be stuck in this relationship with in this relationship that no literally nobody cares for nobody's here for i don't want to see that um and i know some people are kind of excited because it'll be like oh maybe they're both in other relationships and they'll realize they like each other but no if gina needs to be with ej for a bit and that's the plot device like that's i guess that's okay but if ricky and gina is the ultimate goal then i want to see ricky go after gina that's what i want but of course the writers are annoying me as usual. I mean, that's kind of a reoccurring theme with every show in existence and they're going to put Ricky and Lily together. If this is the move they're going for, I don't know how they're going to pull together and put Ricky and Gina together later on or if Olivia stays back to Ricky and Nini, I don't even know. <laughs> it's all up in the air what right now because first we just need to know if if olivia says that she's going to be in the next season or she's not going to be in the season that pretty much eliminates or offers up more possibilities so we just don't really know until we get the kind of final word on that but ricky and lily something i definitely don't want to see i really don't think it's necessary at this point but I, it's definitely happening so now that we've talked about the relationships let's talk about the music this season so my favorite songs this season were definitely let you go which was the song that ricky sings in the spring break episode that song absolutely like melted my heart his voice was joshua bassett's voice in that song was very very good and i loved it and then also second chance i feel like that I feel like that's a very popular opinion, but Second Chance kind of lifted the season up a little bit after pretty much low, 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 low. Second Chance definitely lifted it up a bit. I loved that song. I thought everyone's voices in it were incredible. And from like a little, from the visual standpoint of it, I loved how they had um, Ricky, Nini, Gina, EJ, all in their season one episode one audition attire and it was very cute and it was 
very, very good, and I thought that it was definitely by far the best song of the season, in my opinion. I thought it was very good, and it was so nice to hear a group number, because ever since the first episode when we heard Something in the Air, I had been waiting and waiting for another number like that, another group number. We did get a couple in between, which I was happy about, although both of those were a little bit later in the season, so kind of upsetting. But this wasn't exactly necessarily anything like Something in the Air in terms of tempo or upbeat versus not upbeat or anything like that but it was so so great to just hear a group song and between these four characters and it was really nice and I feel like it just kind of wrapped everything up really well so definitely my favorite so now I want to discuss the climb because the climb was definitely my favorite cover of the season which is disappointing because I definitely wanted a high school musical two song which is my favorite High School Musical movie to be my favorite cover from this season, but no, it was freaking Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, the movie song that was my favorite. So hearing The Climb being performed by Seb was something that was extremely surprising and unexpected. I was not at all expecting him to sing that, so when he started... Again, my mouth visibly dropped. I was not expecting it at all. And then I just sang along the whole time. And his voice was incredible and it was so good. And then I wanted to rewind that scene a couple times. And then I listened to it several times. So very good all around. It definitely was not something I was expecting to hear on this show. I definitely was expecting High School Musical 2 content, which we should have gotten more of. But it was really nice to hear this and definitely was one of my top three songs from the season. So Let You Go, Second Chance, and The Climb, definitely my top three. So talking about music as a whole this season, definitely also a step down from the first season. Season one, I can tell you right now on the spot what the original song from each episode was. For season two, I cannot say the same. I can probably think of five original songs off at the top of my head three of which I actually listened to, which is so disappointing compared to the first season. Every original song from the first season was on my playlists. I was listening to them daily as the, um, as the show was airing. I was listening to them all the time. And then even after season one concluded, I was still listening to them here and there. They were still on my playlists. So good. And from this season, there's literally three or four songs that are on my playlist. Um, and that's pretty much it. The songs aren't as memorable memorable this season besides the ones I listed. The rest of them I can barely remember um, and more than anything I can remember like oh there was a song in this scene but I can't tell you what it was like what the lyrics are I can't tell you what it's called like it's just it was so unmemorable in terms of music. I wasn't able to latch on to any of it which is upsetting because one of the main things I was looking forward to this season was the music since it was a huge part of the first season and one of my favorite things about the first season. So it just felt like we were completely robbed of music, original music and of course high school musical music. So the show is literally called High School Musical the Musical the Series and they said that they were going to be performing some season 2 music or some high school musical 2 music this season but we didn't really get a lot of it. Like, I do understand in the first episode, we got the High School Musical 2 mashup, and that was obviously great, but we didn't really get much after that. I mean, Gotta Go My Own Way not being performed was, like, the biggest missed opportunity. They could have used it, you know, Nini, or maybe not even Nini, like, someone else singing it. They could have, there's so many opportunities this opportunities this season for both Nini and Gina to have sung that song I'm just I'm so upset how do you do (laughs) like how are you gonna include High School Musical 2 songs and not include Gotta Go My Own Way and then even several of the other songs I Don't Dance Every Day um several several songs that just weren't included as their own standalone songs and I just don't understand why because they should have been. It was a huge missed opportunity, in my opinion, and they it should have been a bigger thing that they were working towards. So on both fronts, in terms of high school musical music and um, original music, it was a huge letdown in terms of music. Like, I we didn't get any memorable songs from either end, and that's so upsetting. We only got the high school musical to mash up, and then we got bet on it bits and pieces of it here and there when Ricky was auditioning with that um which was funny actually and then we got 
the cast singing You're the Music in Me at the very end of the finale. I just wanted more. Simple as that. I just wanted more, but I feel like a lot of people did. So now I just kind of want to discuss my other complaints about this season because like I've made clear several times in this podcast so far, I have several complaints. So thing number one is obviously the music, which we just discussed. Second thing I want to discuss is that there was no consistency in the plot. I briefly, briefly, briefly um, touched on this when I was talking about um, the Courtney and uh, Howie situation getting resolved too fast or the Seven Carlos plot just being dragged on because they just weren't bringing it up whatsoever because they just didn't care. It was just that the consistency just wasn't there. Some of these things that felt like they should naturally happen. So for example, let's talk about this Courtney and Howie situation again. This should have had a bigger blowout and that would have been the realistic thing that anybody would expect, but it just wasn't there whatsoever. It feels like this entire season was all over the place. My biggest complaint about this entire season is that there was no clear goal that was supposed to be there. So for example, in season one, you can very clearly say that the season was about the new drama teacher, new drama teacher, Miss Jen, putting ever, putting on her first ever production for the school, and that was High School Musical. But for season two, you can't say the same. You, It's really all over the place. You would think, okay, maybe it was the Menkees, but the way that the season resolved with them not even caring was one of the most unsatisfying endings and one of the most disappointing endings I've ever seen to a season. Like, you spent your entire season working towards trying to win the Menkees, trying to upshow those other kids, and then you just get rid of the plot entirely. Like, there was no goal and it makes you feel like, why was I watching this season in the first place if you're not even going to continue to try? And of course, I appreciate this cute moment between the kids when they're like, I don't care about, you know, um, any of this. I'm just happy I met you guys. I would give up everything for you guys. And that's cute. But why would you not at least still try like to win? Or I, I, I highly doubt that those kids sat there and were like, yeah, we're all fine with this it's okay. Like, there's got to be at least someone. And these are, like, theater kids for crying out loud. Like, I'm a theater kid as well, and there is no way that this opportunity would just be passed up. Like, you you would at least want to see what was in the envelope. Like, definitely something that completely bothered me. The goal just wasn't there. There was no clear climax, in my opinion. Everything fizzled out. I thought that a major climax point this season, at least concerning the last two episodes was Lily turning around, of course, and stealing Ricky's beast mask. But it seems like even if they want to touch on that plot, that's going to be something in season three. So if that was supposed to be the climax, it wasn't achieved. And apparently they also had a good performance. So it was just, there was no climax and every major thing that happened this season fizzled out way too fast. So everything just seemed very messy all over the place. And I definitely did not like those aspects of it. Also, of course, I feel like this is something that everyone has discussed, is that the title of the show being called High School Musical the Musical the Series really doesn't make any sense at this point. Like, I get it, you called it that, and I expected season two to have been about them putting on High School Musical 2 and season three putting on High School Musical 3, but the creators were very iffy about that from day one because they said that, um, they didn't want to limit themselves to only three seasons, which I do understand, but I guess look what happened with your ratings and viewerships when you switched everything up. But, you know, I just feel like that was completely messed up on their part without, I feel like they should have thought it through a little bit more or at least have made High School Musical 2 more relevant this season, kind of like I mentioned when I was talking about the music. But if they did that, then at least I feel like the title of the show would have held at least a little bit more true, even if they weren't performing High School Musical 2. And as a theater kid, you know that I don't even think that High School Musical 2 and High School Musical 3 are official stage productions at this point. I think only High School Musical really is, so I do get it from there as well, but the title doesn't make any sense. Um, Obviously, they're not going to switch it to Beauty and the Beast, the musical, the series, or anything like that for season two, but I 
wish that they kind of thought about this a little bit more in advance um because you know kind of circling back to the music thing it just it would have been better if we at least had some kind of connection to high school musical and if they weren't going to put it on the second one at least there could have been more of a correlation between high school musical 2 and this season which there was not so um something else i wanted to bring up as well so if this Menkes thing fizzles out and if this is no longer relevant to any of our cast and our characters in season three because they decide that they don't really care about it anymore, is the mask stealing by Lily going to even be as relevant? Because I think that if they went along with the Menkes plot, we could have had so many better storylines and Lily stealing the mask could have been a way bigger plot point in season three, even if they wanted to push that to season three, they could have done that. And that is something that would have been like way more important. And now all I see the mask stealing ever doing is just setting fire to the Ricky and Lily dynamic. And obviously I'm here for that because I don't really care at all about the relationship between these two, but I just, I wish that a lot of this was better planned out because now it just seems like everything that happened with the Menkees and everything this season just feels like a waste and just completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. So something I also wanted to discuss was everything going on in our real life situation. So I'm not going to discuss the Olivia, Joshua, Sabrina situation because we all know exactly what happened there. We don't really need to discuss it regardless of if you think that some of these things like the driver's license, lie, 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 skin stuff was a publicity stunt or not to advertise the season. I just want to speak on it more from the fact that if it was a publicity stunt to promote the season, then it sucked because it kind of raised a lot of people's hopes for the season that didn't really live up to it. From more than anything, I saw a lot of people on TikTok because obviously Olivia gained a huge, huge, huge stand base uh, in the, in between seasons one and two. So a lot of people who hadn't watched season one while it was airing were going to tune in. So I feel like the audience going into season two was very large. So that being said, putting up this whole thing and getting people excited just disappointed an even bigger audience, which is upsetting. So my opinions on Olivia leaving the show and what that means. Um, at this point, I personally don't see her being a part of the future seasons. Um, obviously, the season for her ends with her talking to Gina's brother, who's obviously a music producer, I'm pretty sure. So I think that I don't even think she's going to be in season three at all. So I think most likely we're going to jump into summer and she's going to be recording with him or something and that'll just be the end of it. And then in season four, maybe she'll be brought up again and they'll just be like, oh, she's on tour or whatever is going on. Who knows? I don't really see her being a part of it. But at the same time, a small part of me also feels like maybe she could be a part of it. I really, I don't think there's any way to know unless this information comes out. The creators also said that they didn't want to hold her back, which I think was very sweet because a lot of these things for Olivia, she was talking about how some things just needed to be pushed back a bit because of filming and everything. So I think that, um, you know, I do understand them not wanting to hold her back. And obviously she's getting a lot of huge opportunities right now. So this is definitely not something that's very high on her priority list. Also, season one, if you guys kept up with the cast at all, I didn't really keep up with them on a very high level, but I did know that Olivia was posting a lot about the show and um, was very invested in everything and her castmates and everything and like to a very high level. But this season, she didn't post about the show at all. She didn't post that it was coming out. It was coming out right around when Sour was coming out too. So it was all Sour on her page. Sour album, stream it, buy it here's merch. That was all she was talking about. I mean, High School Musical, the musical, the series season two didn't come out of her mouth, like on Instagram and anything like at all. She didn't post about it. She didn't post about it ending or anything like that. So I don't think that um, she'll even be in the second season just based on the fact that she wasn't even or in the third season, just based on the fact that she wasn't promoting the second one. Also in the very, very end of the, um, finale episode of this season she was the only one that was really heavily crying um 
at that scene when they were all hugging and the group hug seemed to have been circling around her. So I don't know. Um, I don't really know what to expect. Obviously, if she's going to go on to do big things, I guess good for her. Um, I don't really know if she's going to be in the next season or not. Um, and obviously her crying there at the end really felt like she was kind of, you know, saying goodbye to Nini and everything and goodbye to that part. For all I know, maybe she's just more emotional with these kinds of things and she just cries on like the last day of shooting if it's for a season. But none of this can really be confirmed unless someone speaks out on it. But I'm interested to see whether or not she comes back next season or not. So I guess only time will tell there. Um, but I think that it should be pretty interesting regardless of what she decides to do. Obviously, I feel that Nini is a very, very big part of the show. And if she leaves, it'll definitely be a, be apparent, especially with the fact that if EJ goes to college very soon and um, Ricky also going to be a senior like the coming year and that being his last year. So I just feel like a lot of these holes will start to be very apparent. Um, but the creators also did talk about how they wanted... Um, the to uh, eventually kind of introduced a new crop of kids so I feel like that'll be interesting I don't think we really need to worry about it at this point I think that's something that's going to come a little bit further down the line which is good because I don't want it to happen right now but um but yeah I think that should be interesting if they decide to do that um and I think that might be necessary maybe sooner than later just because with Nini's absence and everything and um, just kind of needing a character to kind of fill where she was. But uh, we'll see with that. So do I think there will be a season three? Even considering the fact that, you know, the views have dropped a bit and, the, you know, it isn't as highly rated as it was last season, I do still think they will have a season three. You know, a huge part of that just lies on the fact that Disney Plus obviously their catalog is huge because Disney has like the biggest catalog ever, especially since they own Marvel and Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. Like they, they have a very big catalog, but the Disney Plus original catalog um, isn't as huge. So I don't think that they really have to worry about uh, the views on this show compared to the others where it's like, oh, let's drop High School Musical, the musical the series so we can do another season of this show. Like, I don't really think they need to worry about any of that kind of stuff. So um, I think that it's pretty much guaranteed at this point, at least I think, that there will be a season three. I don't really have any kind of, uh, high hopes for this season because, like I said, season two was definitely a letdown for me on its own and definitely in comparison to season one. I had a lot of high hopes going into it. I was honestly so excited when it came out. And then by the end, I was falling behind on episodes. Like, I was literally three episodes behind and just had to catch up on those like the other day to do this podcast which is so unlike me because I love to stay on top of things especially if things are coming out weekly I don't ever wait but I was just getting so bored towards the end and that's just upsetting so I definitely don't have high expectations for season three but I'm really really hoping that changes I hope they do a better job of incorporating I guess high school musical three it'll be like into the show I understand they don't need to do High School Musical 3 as their summer show, I guess, because it'll be, because this season, or season 3 will definitely take place over the summer. I get it. That's fine. It doesn't have to be their show, but I just, I just want to hear some of these songs be performed. High School Musical 3 also has an incredible soundtrack, and I just want them to take advantage of it, and I want to have better original music, and if those two things happen, honestly, that might even be good enough for me. Who knows? I just want a better season. I want to walk away happy. Right now my uh, my expectations aren't very high, but I'll definitely still be tuning in because I like to know what people are talking about. And of course, like I said, I still am invested in several of these characters and several of these relationships and I want to see them play out the way that I want and I want to see these things get resolved. So I will still be tuning in. I just hope that they find a way to make it engaging and make it a better season. So all that, um, but I guess we'll still see. So anyways, um, that's really all I have to say about uh, season three, or season two, wow, 
that's all I really have to say about season two of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, yeah, that I mean, I think that was a lot. This is definitely an even longer episode than last week, which I was actually amazed looking back, and I was like, whoa, this is long, but this is even longer. Uh, but, you know, I guess those are all my thoughts. Thank you for tuning in. If you stayed till the end, woohoo! Thank you for sitting through this. I know it was long, but thanks for hanging in there. Uh, I really enjoyed talking about this, you know, this, that was the upside of this season is that I at least got to discuss it on the podcast. But anyways, that's really all I have to say. Uh, just a reminder again, um, hit the follow button, turn on the notifications because I'll be posting next week as well. I post weekly and that's about it. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day and until next time. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.